This, we, just, we just drove ten and a half hours from New Orleans, so <laughs> it might sound a little chippy. This this episode might be a little all over the place, but yes, we yeah. we were in New Orleans this morning. Yes. And so we're back to catch you up on episode number four. So we'll be talking about Mardi Gras and our trip coming up to Granville, Granville Tennessee for our Lucy, Lucy and Desi tribute show. And we've got some, Jeff's been doing a lot of cooking, so he's going to share some of his cooking tips. <laughs> I I'm not sure how that got thrown in there. But anyway, all right, that sounds good. And of course, we'll get to some of your questions. So let's get going. Yeah. And uh, we are Ke- Jeff. Jeff. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> said Kevin <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> oh, that's a new thing. Wow, this is going to be an interesting episode. Like I said, I'm just driven. You are Jeff. Yes, I'm Jeff. I am Carrie. And if you hear that purring, it is because I think Teacup actually missed us. So Teacup is sitting up here with us. She's yeah. in my lap. So you might, don't be alarmed. There's not a cat in your car or wherever you're listening. Or there might be. I don't know. But if you hear a purring, oh, there she goes. You might yeah. hear a bell in a minute. And, and we had a caretaker that would stop by and take care of Teacup in case. Yes, thank you, Tara. <laughs> yeah, in case you're concerned. Taking care of Teacup and our fish, Applebee. Fishel, yeah, fish. <laughs> fish. Golly, this is going to be a rough one. Okay. So where do we start? Uh, let's start with New Orleans because that's fresh on our minds. So we just got it's back from New fresh. Orleans. So we went down for Mardi Gras. First time. First timers. And again, I thought you were joking. So we were just there for um, New Year's Eve. Yeah. And we love New Orleans. I could go back. I mean, we might as well just go back every month. And this is probably, what, a fifth or sixth, maybe oh, seventh? Gosh, I can't maybe remember. even seventh. Yeah. But um, Seventh trip. We came back from that trip, and uh, it was a couple of weeks later, very few short weeks later, and you were like, why don't we go back for Mardi Gras? And I was like, don't mess with me. That is something we've always talked well, about doing. Let's go. And everybody's, <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people said, oh my gosh, if you two, you would just love Mardi Gras. You need to go to Mardi Gras sometime. And people have asked, have you ever been to Mardi Gras? No, we haven't. No. Oh, well, you, you guys need to go to Mardi Gras. So we decided to go to we Mardi Gras. We did it. Yeah. And it was, I have so many thoughts. It was like Halloween on steroids. It was like adult Halloween. Like if you would have told me... It's the best of all of the worlds of getting to like play dress up and getting to enjoy the pageantry and all the festivities. And instead of candy, the crews throw out these awesome throws of beads and trinkets and tchotchkes and stuffed animals like I would have gone years ago. (laughs) You kind of lost your mind. I did. There, There were probably people around us probably giving us a lot of shade because but we dressed the part yeah we specifically got singled out for a couple of the throws because i'm sorry i wore a hoop a six hoop skirt all day long yesterday yeah you did and and a top hat and a lot of the 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 big parade floats that went by they saw us because we kind of kind of stand out but we stood out a little bit so they would look at us and point and say okay this is coming to you and as I've read is as tradition for yeah, some of exactly. the crews, like they, yeah, they will yeah. point you out and try to throw you whatever it is they have. Um, but that's something we could talk about. We packed a lot. Yeah, we are way overpacked. And we that's to. another thing. We thought that there were going to be so many ridiculous costumes that that we weren't going to be. I mean, out of the ordinary, there were going to be so many elaborate costumes. Yeah, that, that is one thing that did, and I guess I didn't live up to my expectations, was the fact that not that many people dress up that 
are not in the parade. Now, the people in the parade, they, they all dress up, obviously. But the people watching, I was surprised. I just figured it was like a big, a big party. Yeah. yeah. I just figured it was like a big costume party. And, and maybe it gets more like that as Fat Tuesday gets closer. I know this coming weekend is their big their big weekend and they got floats or uh, parades, I should say, nonstop. And that goes right through uh, uh, Fat Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe maybe it gets crazier as that gets closer. But this weekend, it I don't know, it just didn't quite, uh, I was a little shocked, I guess, because not that many people dressed up other than the people that were in the parade. And, mm-hmm. But we still had fun and we, we came prepared. I mean, we were going to dress up. Yeah, that was one of, one of the things. For every parade. So. We thought, okay, we're going to have this look for it. And you can, there's this great um, website that's got all of the parades listed. And you can find a little bit about each specific crew and what their throws are. And see the whole lineup of the parade. So we, we saw one for Mad Hatters. There was one that was like ocean life so i thought okay let's bring our little mermaid stuff let's obviously bring our hatter stuff i wanted to do traditional like black and white ball gown we had all of these different outfits based on all of the different parades that we were going to do and we were we were really going to just pop back and forth and keep changing for all of them and come to find out sometimes there's really big gaps in between and sometimes the next parade is rolling right on top of the one we just saw so yeah. it was it was definitely a learning curve and I, I will not overpack like I did this time, but yeah, we just didn't crazy. know. We didn't know. And uh, we, we were about 15 minutes from the parade route. The, all the uptown parades that we caught. Uh, yeah, the we uptown caught. parades. So we had a walk from our Airbnb, which, thank you, Jenny, so much. We had yeah. a great Airbnb. Jenny and... Um, Oh, shoot. The dog's name. I can't think. Henry. Henry. I'm sorry. Uh, Jenny and Henry. And they took care of us for four days that we were there. Three nights, four days. And really old house. I think it's like 180 years it's, old. Yeah, built in 1840. Yeah, 1840. That was it. And it was. it's in the... Um, Treme. Treme Lafitte, I think, is what they called that particular area. Just on the side of Louis Armstrong Park. And we were familiar with sort of that area, but have never really stayed in it or explored too much outside of really going to the park and up along Rampart. But um, it was lovely. Yeah. And that's where our Airbnb was, in the Treme area, which is just north of the downtown square, Jackson Square, and the big area mm-hmm. where everything takes place for Mardi Gras. And, but um, Jenny, Jenny was so good, but she was very shocked when she saw <laughs> she saw how much stuff we were bringing in. We were like, now don't be alarmed. It may seem like we are moving in, but this is our first Mardi Gras, and we've seen pictures and heard stories about the costumes. So we just want to make sure we do it justice. And obviously, I think we've talked about this a couple of times. We have no shortage of costumes or clothes. So we we wanted to be prepared. Yes. And um, and we got to say something about Henry. Henry greeted us every time we came back. And poor Henry. (laughs) I mean... It was what kind of dog was he? I forgot. I'm not sure, what kind of dog he is? I, I forgot. Anyway, but some kind of little shepherd, right? I think he's a small shepherd of some kind. But anyway, um, he he was very excitable, and of course, we did all these strange costumes. So poor poor Henry didn't know. <laughs> he what probably to think. thought multiple people had moved in over yeah, the the couple of days that we were there. But another thing that I really loved about 
um, what Jenny was sharing with us about the house, she had a folder of some kind of history. And there's an, a picture that's from this architectural book that she had that actually is a picture of her house. And it's talking all about the history of it from the 1840s and about the people that lived there. And another thing that she had in her binder of information was that there was a newspaper article and it was about this woman that almost got arrested for telling fortunes in her house. Can I, I just want to read this. Go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. Cause yeah. Again, this, really this is in the Treme uh, neighborhood of New Orleans, which is supposedly the oldest African-American neighborhood in the country. And it's African-American Creole. So that area is where we were staying in. Since then, since it became established, however, it's, and I was reading that there are a lot of Airbnbs in that area. So that's mm -hmm. kind of primarily what it's known for, but it's right on the edge of Armstrong Park. So, but go ahead and tell them a little bit more about that. So this is the newspaper article and she had a copy of it and she said we could take it because I thought I want to share this little bit of history because I love things like this. So the headline is, On Charges, She Tells Fortunes. Watching the residence of Mr. and Mrs. J. Poole, 1017 St. Claude Street, Thursday, where they suspected that a fortune teller was operating, patrolman William Dowie and Robert Smith saw a young negress enter the house. They followed and found Mrs. Poole seated at a table with a negress on the other side of the table. A pack of cards and a cup of water with tea leaves in it were before Mrs. Poole on the table, they said. The negress, who gave her name as Viola Taylor, Six Eclipse Alley, said that Mrs. Poole had charged 50 cents to tell her fortune and had told her that Viola's sister recently deceased had been poisoned. Viola was apparently getting the horrible details when the police put an end to the performance. Mr. Poole entered the house as the police were about to leave and was arrested for disturbing the peace. He is accused of having reviled? I guess. I can't see what this... I don't know. The patrolman, uh, Mrs. Poole, was not arrested, but police say that the affidavit will be sworn out against her on the charge of fortune telling well and that's the house where we were staying in for our airbnb <laughs> this uh, mardi gras weekend it's got a great bit of history and i loved all of the brick it was this gorgeous kind of pink salmon house and actually had a balcony yeah it was pretty cool uh just a little bit more about the treme area uh the neighborhood we stayed in a lot of the great jazz musicians mm -hmm. uh, were born or grew up in the treme area so that was kind of cool too i kind of i really appreciated that and we uh we got to hear some jazz when we were down there so we didn't see too many second lines maybe i think one we saw one second line. well they were all in the parades they no, were that's busy true. that's true they were all in the and we saw parade. so many parades and i i really like that we got a little bit of different experience so we stayed in the by water last time we stayed in Treme this time and we kind of make it a point to explore different streets Obviously, within safety-wise, and everybody's always said, you know, New Orleans is a big city, but again, I never felt like anybody no, never, was... Never, never. Even I remotely ever. bothered us. Right. And people were always so kind, and they'd come up to yeah. us. Yeah. They want to get our picture or, or take their picture with us, but maybe that's part of it. Maybe yeah. we dress, and we, I think we do. I think we dress like locals, or people assume we're locals. Oh, we got asked several times. They're like, you guys must be from New Orleans. I but think I blew no. this lady's mind. She, yeah. <laughs> she stopped us, and she said, oh, you must be locals, like which parade or something. Something is your favorite Asking information, yeah. Yeah, and I said, no, we're from Indiana. She goes, what? Like the look <laughs> Indi on her face. <laughs> like cornfields? 
We were like, yes, we yeah. are representing. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think uh, Jenny said we are honorary New Orleans. Yes, she did. She said Having we... participated the way we did in Mardi Gras. <laughs> and, and you were very, very proud of the fact that Jenny told you that she had never seen a bounty of throws collected by one individual i mean that was ever. wild so now to set this up so we we did three days of parades so friday night uh i guess cleo the or the cleopatra mm-hmm. that one was insane i was like if this is what mardi gras is i i could not stop grinning i think my face hurt i mean there were times when i, I couldn't even catch up when so many floats were going by and they were just like pouring it was raining it was it was raining it was beads. raining beads and tchotchkes and i i don't know if you if you know us and you've been to the house you know i love me some tchotchkes yeah. i collected lots of tchotchkes we, we have what we have three big bags oh yeah of bobbles and beads and uh, the throws that they had thrown out all weekend long so we've got so much stuff i got some but you've got plans to do. i see you've got plans for it i know yes. that so that's good it's not going to go to waste um and if we've got stuff left over we'll give it to some daycare or something i don't know but uh the big things that they give away they've got like personalized things mm-hmm. that they do with each crew each crew uh that's like a signature item. yeah a signature throw that they create themselves but also one of the things was the chalices. Yeah, when we stayed for King Arthur, that was the last parade right. yesterday. Yeah, and that's a part of their uh, specific throw that they have that specialize or, or personalize, I should say. And we, how many of those did you catch? I think four. Four or five. I think it was five, honestly. I have to go back and check the bags. <laughs> but there, was, there were 66 floats. <laughs> yeah, 66 floats in the one parade. Uh, for King Arthur. So can you name all the parades that we saw? I over think the so. Weekend? So on Friday night, we saw Crew of Ocean, followed by Crew of Cleopatra. And then we, I guess, saw the beginning of Crew of Allah. Oh, yeah. that. But it was so late. <laughs> and we were told that that was a little unusual. And I can't, I can't remember what the reasoning was. But these parades, the start times... Uh, are are quite a bit off. I mean, as far and as all over the place. Uh, yeah, and so they didn't quite start when they said they were going to start. And then I guess the parades were maybe longer than they anticipated because I know some of those parades took three hours. Yes, or four. Well, even four hours well, yesterday. And we we were trying to stay for all three that were that night um, because they were they were so much fun and the costumes and the themes of Allah sounded great. But it was well after midnight when right. that one really just got started right yeah and we were like well we've got got you know got a ways back but it was kind of nice and we knew quiet and we knew we had to get up in the morning yes for our brunch brunch. yes we so we went and tried if you listen to our last podcast you know how much i love brunch uh so we usually do commanders because that's just i don't know i think that's like the holy grail of brunch places but a lot of people told us about Court of Two Sisters, which we had been before for dinner, but not for their brunch. So we gave that a whirl, and it was very, very tasty. It was very good, yeah. Uh, not, I mean, it's not quite as highbrow as what Commander's is, but it was it was very nice. It, I, the 
If you've got a buffet of bananas foster just kind of laying out, I am here for it. Plus extra, the it was nice to have the extra slices of king cake kind yeah. of laying around, being there for the festivities. Yeah. Uh, but then, so that that was our brunch for Saturday morning, that we had to get back to the Airbnb so we could get some sleep. <laughs> and then Saturday there were five, I think five yes. total parades in so, the downtown area or what's called uptown. The crew of Pontchartrain. The Legion of Mars, the crew of Choctaw, the crew of Ferret, the Knights of Sparta, and then I think there was, what was after Sparta? I think that was it for Saturday. Oh, Saturday's the day, you guys. There was a monsoon, pretty much. Oh, that's right. That's right. But with all of the ridiculous costumes that we packed, it worked out perfectly that we could wear our space outfits. <laughs> yeah. Our space outfits with our helmets on. So we had like rain. It was looked like rain gear. Yes. And then the clear ponchos that you brought worked right. perfectly yeah. on so. top of our space outfits. And when I say it poured, it poured. Oh like, my, it was bad. There was a lot of flooding. Yeah. And different parts of town. And we wondered, like, do they still go on? Like, what what happens? And all of the parades still went on. And I think it actually helped us gather more throws because so many people left. I mean, towards the Spartan and the the night, so many people had left because it was just a steady downpour. We stuck it out. That Yeah, we were like, you know what? It's our first Mardi Gras. We've got actually kind of appropriate costumes on let's let's stay and enjoy it yeah so the uh the the rain also i guess affected the last parade because it was just one float after another there were no marching bands and i can understand that i mean it was raining so hard it would have been terrible yeah so i I assume the bands pulled out and they just decided you know what we're just going to send the floats and dump everything over the yeah and just get get rid of this stuff because they they spend a lot of money on those throws and it's insane the amount of stuff that they throw. And you're talking about a parade that I didn't count the blocks, but I think it's probably like 80 blocks in total, 80 city blocks. So it's, these are long parades. And I really loved, so Jenny told us about there's a parade tracker app that was really handy. So we could tell, like, you could literally track when the parade was starting, where it was on the on the lineup, and how far down the street. So you knew, like, oh, do I have time to go run and get another beer, or do I have time to run back and change into my my costume? So that was really cool. Yeah, the, the app helped a lot. You could see where they were during the the progress of the parade itself, what where the front of the parade was, where the end of the parade was. So that was really nice, and. We, when we looked at the schedule initially, like like Carrie said, we thought we'd have enough time mm-hmm. between to go and make a change. Well, that doesn't happen. I mean, they just keep rolling and rolling with all the parades. And I understand now because they, otherwise they wouldn't get through them. I mean, they've got so I mean, much in these parades. Yeah, all day, too. Oh, I, and the amount of stuff that was left over. Oh, my gosh. The streets are just Littered. full. <laughs> full of beads. And... We found out that it's primarily, and this is, I guess, is a local thing, but you don't pick anything up off the ground. If it hits the ground, it's you don't you don't pick it up unless it's really cool, like the king baby throw. Well, you I did, saw. yes, but that it was laying on the ground, and nobody would pick it up except you. I did. And I cleaned him up, and he looks great. 
Yeah, but there was there was so much stuff that was just wasted on the ground. But I get it. You know, it's a big, big party. And uh, these these crews, I mean, they spend a lot of money on their parades each year for the for the Mardi Gras season and the throws themselves. I don't know thousands of dollars that they spend on this stuff. Because they are just throwing nonstop. And we're not talking about small floats. Oh, these these are, are huge. huge floats that have probably, some of them probably had 30 people on mm-hmm. the floats. Like and double decker. Double decker. And they're just, everybody's throwing from the from the float. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know at nighttime, you know, like last night. It was kind of hard to see. It, them. Yeah, you were getting smacked in the face <laughs> with stuff. With a pack of bees. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought I had a bloody nose last night. <laughs> But it gets crazy. But anyway, we had really a lot of fun. And then on Sunday... We, Wait, which, we skipped to Vargas. I want to go back to... Okay, okay, go, go so back, we go did, back Saturday. We okay. went and saw like the really big Mardi Gras parades, and then we saw some of the the smaller ones that were walking through the quarter. And one that everybody told us not to miss was Barkus. Yeah. So it was the, the dog parade, and this year's theme was Barbie and Barkus, which I absolutely loved so many kins and barbies and lots of pink and all had different floats and And different decorations small small floats oh yes some of the dogs were actually dog sized pulling the floats yeah (laughs) and and some of the adults were pulling the floats with the dogs in them so but it was it was really cute and it was a big thing i mean there were people lined up oh my gosh there was a sea of people all throughout the quarter for barkus so i'm glad we got to catch that one in between running back and forth to the big parades yeah so if you ever have aspirations of going to mardi gras I, I would encourage you to do so a lot of people said oh gosh you're going to mardi that's crazy be, be careful be careful it gets really dangerous and even jenny our uh, airbnb person that we rented from mm-hmm. she was like okay you know just lock your car up at night and don't walk down this street at night you know i she told us what to avoid but like Carrie said earlier, I, I never once felt threatened yeah. in any way. So it, it, I felt very safe the entire time we were there. And we were out pretty late, um, especially on Friday night mm-hmm. and then not so much on Saturday. But uh, And then I think late. by Sunday, oh, it was so nice because we had just come off of Saturday, which was a monsoon. And then it did finally stop raining later that night. We went to dinner at the Napoleon House and we kind of played dodge the flooded streets on our way through the quarter which made it interesting but we it kind of calmed down the the wind and the rain stopped so we had a a lovely evening saturday night and then sunday you would have never known it had rained at all it was beautiful gorgeous and it was warm and we had so many parades to catch on sunday so we started with let's see what did we start with um, the Mystic Crew of Femme Fatale, which were all like these red lips and their signature throw were these gorgeous rhinestone bedazzled compacts. So I think it is, I found one of those. Um, and now that was the one that lasted about four hours. That, that one parade, was insane. It was crazy. That probably could have been tightened up a little bit here and there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, they had some pauses in there. It was like, oh my gosh, okay, is this it? No, that's uh, not even close. It was the, the false ending. Yeah. And, and the amount of bands that participated oh in that particular gosh. parade 
was insane. I mean, there must have been, I don't know, 20, 25 bands that participated. We're talking about high school and college university bands. Even the Air Force and Navy. Yeah, so these are big bands. I mean, these are huge bands that are walking through the parade. So that's and that you know that's why it's you know a long parade because you got twenty five bands plus all these floats. I can't remember how many floats. I think they had twenty four for that. Well, one. the crew of Carrollton was after that, and then we King Arthur was rolling like right on top of that, and that's the one that had those sixty six. Sixty six floats, yeah, and they were insane. Like again, I mean, they these are huge floats. Mm-hmm. If you've never been to Mardi Gras, you have no idea. And they, I loved the theme of the King Arthur. They were all Broadway musicals. Yeah, that was very nice. And so it was like, oh my gosh, look at that one! Look, and they're just these are gorgeous, stunning, stunning floats. So we, we had a good, really good Mardi Gras. We did. Great yeah. first time experience, and again, stayed in a new area, tried a new brunch place, did a little bit of shopping, but. Not much. I, mean, I didn't need was, to. Yeah, we say, we, we collected so many fineries. And I'm sure <laughs> we, we'll be seeing, or you'll be seeing those on Facebook, I'm sure. So. Yes. Yeah, but uh, we better take a break and we better come back and talk a little bit about Granville. Uh, Granville and some other things other than Mardi Gras. But boy, we could talk about Mardi Gras. That's true. So if you've not gone, time. go. And if you've been... What was your experience like? I want to hear that. Yeah, exactly. And don't forget, you can ask us a question, which we'll get to some questions later. If you just go to the website and follow the podcast link and submit us a question. And if you're listening to us from Apple Podcast, leave us a five-star review. It helps us rank. And we like to hear from you guys. And we do have some questions uh, that we'll be tackling a little bit later on. So that's coming up right after this. Tennessee, the Mayberry of the South. Mm-hmm. That's coming back up in April. We've uh, performed there three years in a row. Mm-hmm. So this will be our fourth uh, visit there. We will be performing in one of the small churches downtown. So they are putting us inside uh, for the second year in a row, which is really nice. So we're looking forward to that. They're going to start on Thursday night mm-hmm. and do something special on Thursday night. And then Friday and Saturday will be primarily full days for the most part. I think Friday's like a eh, two-thirds of the day. And then Saturday's a full day. And if it's anything like last year and you have been on the fence about coming, you want to come to this festival. It has everything but the kitchen sink, I feel like. It's a cute festival. I mean, it's a very... I love Granville The town itself. is adorable. It's, uh, it's called you know, the Mayberry of the South. Mm-hmm. But, uh, or May- Tennessee's Mayberry. I think it's what mm-hmm. it is. Tennessee's Mayberry. But they... Uh, they really have a very cute town. The people there are just so friendly. It it is kind of like a Mayberry town. It really is. Uh, the the, the characters, shops. yeah, and they've got so many different characters in town. Just a general the, the store town and yeah. and their their country music show or oh, their yeah. music show that they do every Friday. You can hear it nationwide. That's a super great thing to be listening to. It's like. Um, it's like Prairie Home Companion and this authentic. I forget how old it is. General, General store. store. Yeah. I love going there. Yeah, it's a and they moved it back a week this year, just because weather 
it seems like it's it's a, hit and miss. It's, yeah, you just never know. I think the first year we went it was actually pretty, but second, third year it snowed cold. on the way down. It was so cold the second year, and then and last rain. year rain. Yeah. Well, no, last year was the really nice year because we. So if that's right, if you've not yeah. been, it's right. <clears throat> if you've not been, it's right on the lake, and there's a great lake lake house and restaurant and you can even stay in these um airstream trailers yeah it's cordell hall is is the name of the lake and it's a corps of engineers lake it was an, an engineered lake so uh but it's really beautiful because it's up against the mountains uh down there in northern tennessee and this is very close to the kentucky border uh it's about 100 miles uh east of nashville or I guess would be northeast, actually, of Nashville, Tennessee. But the Cordell Hall, Cordell Hall Lake, is uh, is what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful lake. Boating, fishing. It's just it's gorgeous because you kind of come up on it, you know, out of the hollers of Tennessee, and here's this gorgeous lake. Yeah. So it's a pretty area. They've moved it up uh, or yeah, up a week so that hopefully, you know, a little better weather. So what is the date again? I, you're going to have to tell me. April 11th. April, well, is, is that when it starts? Start. Okay, April 11th through the 13th then. Yes, okay. and we will be down there doing, so that's something. So they do different festivals throughout the year, and one of their early spring festivals is the Mayberry Lucy Days. So we started doing this, uh, like you said, about four years ago. It was four years ago, yeah. We, um... Uh, well, we got a tip that we should contact Granville about their shows. They do a lot of dinner theater and different types of shows throughout the year. And we messaged them and we actually got to open the Lucy Museum mm-hmm. that they have there in Granville. And then we said, you know, we have a show. So we came back the next year and performed the show. And of course, we always bring the Not So Long trailer. So the trailer will be there. And then... The show has kind of evolved, and we've hosted trivia. We've hosted uh, the Vitamita Vegemin commercial. It's just become this really big festival. So we'll be there as Lucy and Desi, and many of your favorite characters from Mayberry will be there as well. Yeah, so that's coming up, and we're looking forward to that again. Uh, again, it's a, April the 11th, starts on a Thursday night, and runs through Saturday evening. But... Um, if you want more information on that, I'm sure you can find it on our Facebook page yes. or on the, on the website. website. There is an event created for it. There is an event created for it. Ah, that's right. That's right. So anyway, 11th through the uh, 13th in uh, Granville. So speaking of Granville, when you can get down there and get all kinds of yummy home cookings, somebody around here has been doing a lot of cooking for us. In these winter months. <laughs> I, you've been really impressed with some of the stuff I've come up with. I mean, and this is all just from my past, from watching my mom and my grandmother um, cook. I mean, I come from a family, uh, as as many people do in Harrison County, they have, I'm sure, a history of great cooks in their family, as I do. So that's where I get it from. I just remember some of the things that mom used to make in the wintertime. You all should have opened and a restaurant. I would be there all day, every day. I made my first meatloaf. Yes. I nailed I can't believe it. I nailed, that. I nailed it. I don't know why I waited so long to I make don't meatloaf. either. I have no idea. Because it was delicious. So now you're going to have to remember what you did because I know people are going to ask, okay, what did, yeah, what did you do? <laughs> well, it was, yeah, it's kind of a throw, I guess, kind of threw some stuff in. But uh, it was a it was a base recipe that I just added a few things to and did uh, one 
think a little bit different. But I don't know. We, I might talk about that sometime. But anyway, it was really well, we're good. We're going to get you to make a cookbook is okay. what we'll do. <laughs> sure, that's what I need to do. <laughs> Right. But all your soups, like, uh, I feel like George Casanza. I love soup weather because you make some great soups. Yeah, we've had some good soup. You make some potato. Yes, potato. Uh, with the little, um, we used to call them rivels. I don't know if anybody oh. else out there. It's just little egg noodles that. They're I like don't, miniature dumplings, though. Yeah, they're like little bitty dumplings. We just called them rivels or rivlets or something. I can't remember. Maybe it's rivlets. But anyway, it, they, they add so much to it. You put a little bacon in mm. there. And it's kind of like a loaded baked potato. It's so soup. good. Yeah, and so your good. bean soup. You made us that yeah, last week. Yeah, so. And what did, you made us some kind of fish dish. It wasn't even mm-hmm. just yeah. like... I don't know. That one, that was like a fancy one that you did. I did. I can't remember what fish I used. It was a white it's fish. It's fancy of some kind. and home cooking. <laughs> so, but yes, wintertime, I get, we get to slow down. Yes. So that means I get to use my kitchen. So, and not that you don't cook, but I primarily. Oh, but I saw how you make things and I just said, no, yeah, let's, yeah. let's not take that. And from I enjoy you. it. Yeah, and I enjoy it. Because so. you are a far better cook than I am. Now I like to bake. Yeah. You don't like to bake so much. Like so this is a good either. this is a good combo. I w- would like to put more savory dishes, but I know that you do those so well that I'd rather you handle those and I will make I will make the donuts. All right. <laughs> Time to make the donuts. Right. Time to make some king cake. Oh, we did. We did get a king cake from uh, New Orleans. We yeah. brought home with us, so we we brought a king cake home. Ooh, with us. maybe I need to get my. I did make some Mardi Gras donuts a few years ago. Oh. Maybe I'll bring those back out of the recipe box. <laughs> okay, all right. Look forward to that. So, what else do we want to talk about on this episode? Well, let's see. Um, oh, we've got a. I've got a fundraiser coming up. For the Chicken Coop Theater Company, local theater company over in Louisville is doing their annual fundraiser, and this is I Love the 70s. You'll be back on stage for the first time in what, four, three years? It's going to be a wild time, kid. Little ladies coming back. Yeah, your favorite musical that you've ever done, probably. I might even wear the kimono. <laughs> yes. Anytime. Did we talk about this before? I think we talked about it, didn't we? Not on the podcast. No? Oh, well, oh, I okay. could do a whole separate thing about Grey Gardens. Oh, my gosh. She dream was a Roll, Dream fanatic. Dream Roll, Dream Show. Yeah. And I got to play Little Edie slash Edith a couple of years ago for the Chicken Coop Theater. And if you're not familiar, tell them a little bit about what oh Grey Gardens gosh, is about. Oh, gosh, where just, to I mean, just start. A, just a little. The eccentric aunt and cousin of Jacqueline Kennedy is kind of the obvious claim to fame there. But this is this mother-daughter team that lives in the East Hamptons. And it's kind of their fall from grace, but it's just... Oh, it's, it's bizarre. It's sad. Yes. It's it's, uh, it's it's fascinating. Yeah, you know, fascinating. Yes, that too. And they did a documentary back in the seventies, and that's kind of how they got started. And you can find that online, right? The documentary. Yes. And you can find great gardens groups out there. And just I encourage you. I've told my friends that don't didn't know anything about great gardens to go down that rabbit hole. You can start with a documentary, then you can watch the HBO special with Drew Barrymore and Jessica Lange, and that kind of helps answer the questions. But if you're like me and you're like other great garden enthusiasts that I know, once you go down that rabbit hole, you can't help but want to know more. <laughs> yeah. It's really fascinating. I mean, you you drug me in on it, so I I just I it was very fascinating to find out about these 
these these two ladies. That, They're very staunch oh characters. S T A U N C H. They are both true personalities, and it's just the the musical that you're uh, that you were in. They're going to let you do your character as a part of their seventies fundraiser. I think I get to play match game. Okay. I hope right. there's a Libra out there. <laughs> the Libra male. When she was doing this show. I love the Libra husband. When she was doing this show, <laughs> she talked like that constantly. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> it was it was kind of hard to take for a I'm doing the mannerisms now. You can't see it, but I have my head scarf. Oh my gosh. You totally got in that character. But I can't say anything because I, I when you I, do I, the same, I do the uh, same Jack thing. Nicholson. I know I do the same thing. I do the same thing. So, <laughs> but anyway, that's leave. what date is that? Now? So that's February seventeenth and eighteenth. All right. So you can come um, help support the Chicken Coop Theater, and it's you can get tickets on their website, and it's I love the seventies variety games. That'll be fun. That really will be fun. I so. think I even get to sing. Oh wow! So they can see you on stage again in Louisville, Kentucky. What's the date again? February 17th and 18th. Thank you. Okay. And you can get tickets at the Chicken Coop Theater website. And I think, little spoiler alert, I think little Edie's going to sing some Queen. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> I don't think I even told you about that nope, one. Nope, <laughs> didn't know that. Okay. Well, so there you go. See. We'll leave it at that. Zip. All right. Cool. But come right. see us. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, all right. Oh, we got some, uh, I know you've got questions. We got a lot of questions. Oh, wow. So, let's see. Um, I've not been privy to these, so I have no idea what you're even going to come up with here. Here we go. All Question right. number one. Are you ready? Right. Yep. Um, Rhonda from Indiana says, how do you find all the neat places y'all visit? Seems like you find the neatest restaurants, museums, and just fun different places to visit. It's true. We do. We Well, yeah. You know, I, you, I we both are probably responsible for that. You do uh, some of it. And mm-hmm. uh, prior to any trip, I'm I'm always kind of scheduling things you should be a travel agent you really should yeah and uh, i know you know what day we're going to be here and what hours are going to be here and passing through there so knowing that ahead of time you know i look up different things to do along the route and then also if we're in a city we both like to go to uh, secondhand shops i always search the vintage vintage so we look for that when we're in any any city to see what they have as far as vintage clothing and and i think another thing is we know we like historic things like that's just a given that kind of tells us which towns we want to visit if there's something of historical significance um if it's got like an old old school downtown or a square and we we can honestly google a lot of stuff like we google little road trips so that we can take the rambler out or if it's a special trip with the camper we we kind of do a little bit of research online and there is an app called Mm -hmm. road tripper that you can download that will you know you all you do is plug your route in and it will tell you all the little fascinating things that you can find along that route so um and some of these are you know very unimportant probably unimpressive <laughs> things but largest ball of twine or some, um some of them are pretty cool the giant prairie dog that we saw yeah. out west yeah. but it's i don't know it's kind of it's fun we we decide is there something historic is it scenic uh, has it got a little bit of vintage and history? And that's kind of how we go about finding all the different places. Yeah, that's kind of how we do it. We just do a lot of research. 
And uh, next question. Okay, go ahead. Question number two is from Tanya from Australia. Tanya from Australia? Oh. This is lovely. And we, we talked to you on Facebook, so thank you for submitting a question. She says, Hi, Carrie and Jeff. Greetings from Oz. Carrie, you are my fashion idol. Your stunning fashions from your cruise. Loved them. Would love to hear how you developed your passion for vintage and where you find all of your stunning treasures. Oh, mm. well, thank you. That is a very lovely compliment. Mm, so thank you for writing nice. in. Yeah, thank you. Uh, golly, it started when I was young. I think I got hooked on well i was a big elvis fan so i think that started it because i loved the fashion of the 50s of the 50s that drew me in and then as i got a little older i was just obsessed with the 20s the 20s look and aesthetic was oh i thought the most gorgeous thing in all the art deco i loved that but i i actually started going to thrift shops in cincinnati when I was little, Mom, um, you loved you loved the store, Trivix. <laughs> Dad and I would go in there, and it looked like it was straight out of, I would say, 1968. It was floor-to-ceiling, clothes everywhere, and in the basement was, as far as the eye could see, new, never-been-worn bell-bottoms, just packages and packages and packages as far as you could see. Mm. I think Aerosmith ended up buying them out is what I last heard. Seriously? If anybody, oh, yes. Oh. I remember hearing really? about that. Wow. But anyway, I I would go to local um, thrift stores in my neighborhood. Elizabeth's Timeless Attire was one of my favorites that speci- specialized in Edwardian through, I would say, maybe mid-60s. And just, I don't know, I've always loved old clothes yeah you you uh you have quite a collection too and, and what what's what would you say your favorite decade is oh. i mean as far as vintage clothing right i know that's now probably it's, tough it's like 20s and 40s because i love the drop waist of the 20s and the sashes and the lace but i love the cut and the attention to detail of things from the 40s, 40s yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. it's a toss-up see now i just split because I also love, I love the 50s and I love the gowns of the 30s. Oh, this could be its own thing. Well, okay. I guess we need to figure out too sometimes, and you have talked about this, like identifying everything you've got and cataloging mm-hmm, it. Being and its then, own coffee table book so I can. Know. Yes, exactly. So I haven't gotten know. my share closet yet from Clueless. That's the ultimate. Maybe oh, if we can track down a dry cleaning wheel and it goes on the ceiling up here on the third floor. She's, she's referring <laughs> to a movie that this particular closet was featured in. And she had her computer and she could type in what she wanted to come up and it would circle around in front of her closet. I think that's, maybe that's our next thing. Yeah. Which leads me to a a great follow-up question. Uh, Tony from Maryland says, well, first he says, great show, you two. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Tony. (laughs) He says, question, do either of you ever veto an idea or project? How perfect is that? Oh, yes. Yes, I have. I have definitely vetoed. I still don't have a mini horse. Several, yes. Yet. She gets so locked onto something. It's, oh, man. It's like trying to wrangle a fish in a boat or something because 
she just won't give up. She just fights, and sometimes it's like she's. Well, what did you say? I'm the I'm the dreamer, Uh, and you got to pull me back down. Yeah, I'm I'm in reality most (laughs) of the time, and you're in this little dream state. And sometimes I have to elevate you up to dreamland. Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) Most of the time, I'm just pulling you back down. But I think we're a good, we're pretty good balance. I mean, my crazier ideas maybe get put on the back burner yeah well you've you've had some just totally vetoed i mean i can think of several but anyway we won't go into like that the mini horse well that hear yeah. me out a mini horse with a unicorn and also wings he could be a unicorn again at the tea room. you've got these big big dreams that you, you <laughs> tend to elevate things in your mind to a degree that there's no way we could do what you want to well, do. Well, Teacup so, won't wear the wings for very long, oh, so. God, poor Teacup. <laughs> poor Teacup. Um, she's just sitting there <laughs> staring off into space right now. Okay, so anyway, oh, yes, we, we do have some negotiations that we do make on different projects. And they're, Carrie, like I said, Carrie has these very <sighs> high, you know, pie in the sky type a vision of how things should be and I have to kind of bring her back down to reality and say well this is what we can do we can't do that but we can do this yes you you are a good compromiser yes. I will say that yes um, and then Laura from Cincy says oh I love this how many shades of red lipstick do you own and how many tubes do you go through in a year <laughs> just curious oh I love my red lipstick I feel positively naked i will never leave the house without my mascara or my red lipstick i just True. can't she won't do it i can't do won't it, do it. <laughs> you just sound like, not gonna do it not, not gonna, gonna do it, do it. Not gonna do it. <laughs> and so whenever she's at home she usually has makeup on too at home so when i come i home, just like a good bold red lip all the time because i mean a mascara and a red lip that's all you need i basically need my winged eyeliner my liquid eyeliner my um, red lip and mascara. But How many tubes would you go through? You I know, don't I would, even know. I, mean, I would think what? I mean, at least two a month, at least, right? Maybe. Well, so, and I've experimented with different tubes and different like glosses, and I still, I've tried a lot of those long-lasting stay-on ones, L'Oreal, yeah, the Infallible L'Oreal. Red, that. I got that doing when I first started doing theater because you wanted something that wasn't going to smear and something that would stay on the whole show. And I tried that and it was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is really impressive stuff. And we've experimented with different ones that you've gotten me. I have um, Swifties. Mm-hmm. Red lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fabulous color, but it's not. Well, on. it's it's one of her lipsticks that she has used. We're talking about Taylor Swift, by the way. So uh, she's got Who the iconic. Yeah, she's got the <laughs> iconic red lip that every little girl or young girl wants. Um, and I don't know, probably older girls. But anyway, it is a good this, shade. Yeah, it's a nice shade of lipstick, but it's not. It, it says it's long lasting and kiss proof. It's not. It's not. It is not. So if you want to know my hands down favorite. It's L'Oreal Infallible Red. Yep, that's it. You can get it at Walmart or if they've got it in, or you can order it off Amazon. Yeah, we have to get it from Amazon anymore. I think it's the only place I can reliably yeah. get it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, oh, let's just say hundreds Yeah, I have no of idea. red lipsticks. I mean, you've probably got right now in your boudoir, you probably have <laughs> a total of 40, 40 lipsticks. Probably. I would think. 
It's and my most, go-to accessory. And most of, most of them are red. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I have some pinks. I like a good berry pink in the summertime, but it just, I feel naked if it's not the red lipstick. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, you wear it well. That one, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, on that note, we better... Oh yeah, I'm get some time. sleep. Jeez, yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> time flies when you drive back from. Hey, New can Orleans I just say one thing? We had delays going down and delays <laughs> coming back. But what aggravates? I, I don't know if anybody else drives through Nashville very much. But anytime I drive through Nashville, oh Nashville rant, sorry it, Nashville. Oh my gosh, you people! I don't. If you live in Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> I don't know how you put up with your traffic down there. Because anytime we drive through that city, we get delayed at least thirty <laughs> minutes, if not forty-five or an hour. I've never seen anything like. I would rather drive through Atlanta, Georgia, oh, than Nashville. It's true. That is some bold words. I would rather drive through Atlanta, Georgia, than Nashville, Tennessee. But I don't know what it is about the traffic. and Maybe it's the, they just don't have the roadway system to handle that volume of traffic now. Maybe that's all it is. But boy, it's crazy. But anyway, my rant's over. We're going to get it. some Nashville We're haters gonna, on this one. Uh, no, I love Nashville. <laughs> I just don't. I just like the traffic really, really badly. Anyway, okay, so I've ranted enough there. Um, that's it for episode four. Oh, and one more announcement. I've getting a lot of questions about the tea room schedule. Make sure that you are setting yourself a, an alarm, a reminder, whatever you need. Tickets will start to go on sale February 28th at 11 a.m. on the website. All right. Okay, let's get some sleep. All right. Bye, folks. Bye, folks.